Look out, it's the backlog boys. Virus detected. Welcome to episode six of the Backlog Boys podcast, ending up the Halloween month. For us is a beautiful, beautiful experience. But before we get into that, I'm one of your co-hosts, Colt, and that is Colt spelt with C-U-L-T because it is still Halloween. (laughs) And we have... That's when you come in. (laughs) <laughs> sorry <laughs> i was you said episode six uh is, is this, this episode epi- six is this episode six i thought yeah. i keep thinking scorn's episode six fucking me up man okay uh i'm wenzel and uh yeah we're the backlog boys going through our backlogs one game at a fucking time uh, wait a fuck. hold on this is what? not episode six this is episode seven I knew it. I knew listen, it. I... listen, listen. There's downsides to <laughs> having at least like we haven't re-uploaded them yet, but we've got like what 15 audio tracks since we're on episode six now for Backlog Boys. Uh, no comment. Give me a break. Give me a break. There was a time frame we were on episode four point whatever for like four episodes yeah we did do that yeah i was like i was like i could have sworn scorn was six because in my head i was like six and scorn you know they both start with an x so six and scorn you know it can be five and scorn because that's an f so six and scorn six and scorn scorn six sex yes yes yeah no and no you're fine you know we didn't even make the fucking six 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 joke with scorn damn it damn it oh fuck we didn't shit well, we're welcome to episode seven, seven, yeah. seven, go to heaven uh, of the, the backlog Evil. boys. Oh, going... yeah. This isn't Resident Evil. This is backlog boys. My bad. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're, we're trying. We're trying out um, this new kind of intro thingy we got because I I like how it sounds, you know, going through our backlog one game at a time because that's what we do. <laughs> that's yeah, what we that's, do. Exa- that's exactly I, I, what we're I, doing. And I, I thought it was catchy. Um. But whose backlog is it this time? Is it me? Is it you? Who is it? Both of us, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Because I never completed Resident Evil 2 whenever we did play it. And Colt did, but he never played the Claire story. Yeah, I never played the Claire story. Uh, I wanted to. I just never got around to it. Yeah. So, uh, but we changed that this time. Oh, yeah. We played it. And this is another game where uh, Tanner was there with us to play it so if we reference tanner uh that's why but he's not here today and that's okay because me and wenzel are the resident evil heads because i think this was tanner's first resident evil experience meanwhile wenzel and i have been playing this shit for a while yeah i mean we we even played uh five six together yeah yeah it was a lot of fun my first Resident Evil experience was Resident Evil 4 on the PlayStation 2. Uh, my... I didn't like it then, but now it's uh, different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my first Resident Evil experience was Red- Resident Evil 5 on Xbox. 
And then that made me go back and play um, Resident Evil 4. Yeah, I'll say hell yeah to that. Yeah, it was a fun time. But we're not talking about Resident Evil 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Nope. We're talking about Resident Evil 2, technically. Biohazard 2. Yeah, Biohazard 2 in Japan. It, it's I've always enjoyed that name. I don't know why they changed it to Resident Evil. Uh, it's always been joked about because the residents are evil. God damn it. But, <laughs> but gonna, like Biohazard makes more sense considering if you know Resident Evil. Resident Evil games are all about whatever fucking government organization you're working for this time. You are now going after these viruses that have infected a small area or a population of a city. Uh, for example, this time it's a zombie, uh, like, uh, what is it? Called? It's bioterrorism where these people release these things into the environment. Yeah. Yeah. And they become, um, I can't remember the acronym they use in the game, but they become bioweapons, biological weapons, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause, uh, yeah. And then the city in this case is a uh, raccoon city. It isn't always a city. Sometimes it's a village. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, I was actually going to make that joke of, Damn it, I completely fucking forgot it, too. I literally kept telling myself, I gotta make this joke. I gotta make this joke. Literally, as soon as the podcast starts, I gotta make this joke. And it was just gonna be me saying, Colt, these residents are evil, too. Yes. <laughs> but I, I completely fucking forgot. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. My perfect comedic timing. Um, also, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I wanna say, this is the 2019 version. We are not playing yeah. the... OG. original one uh i know a lot of people love it i hate it <laughs> hot take and... <laughs> i don't like the sta static camera i don't like tank controls and that's the thing too you may be thinking well you guys have a huge backlog is it not in your backlog it is not in our backlog so no. we'll play it <laughs> i just i played this new one it's fun and i loved it the new the new ones are are well we, we've played a lot of the new ones now um it's just mostly me yeah. haven't I haven't, I haven't beaten uh, four yet, but um, yeah, no, if, if if it's not in our backlog and if we're not interested in it, then we won't do it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like that's it's that simple. Um, like, I want to play the first Resident Evil game. I know the story or the gist of the story. I just haven't played it, uh, even though the remake, the new uh, version of it that came out for the GameCube uh, is considered really, really good. I hate static camera and I hate the controls. I've all I've given it like dozens of tries, but I can't get past uh, a certain point because it's just so frustrating. Same thing with Resident Evil Zero, sadly. Okay. Speaking of video game talk, um, because we are a video game podcast, I, I'd like to mention I kind of pulled a tanner uh, uh last week. Uh, at the time of us recording this, um, I kind of pulled a tanner and I was looking on eBay to see how much GameCubes were. Um, and, you know, GameCubes, you know, not bad, not not too, you know, not not too crazy when you're if you're trying to buy one. But holy shit, the games themselves. Oh, yeah. Are insane. Like I, I, I ended up going on a Reddit forum going or a Reddit thread because I was like. I was like, are there, is there like, is there just cause I was curious about what people, you know, what people liked. And it just so happens to kind of throw me into people talking about like 
they're like, are there any like cheaper versions of these games? Are there any cheaper like are they cheaper or like are there hidden gems to the GameCube that are cheaper or whatever? And people are like, no, there are not. And more than likely, the prices are just going to keep going up every year. There's only a few games that you could probably get for good prices, maybe cheap. But yeah, no. it doesn't help that the generation that played that as kids are now old enough where they have well-paying jobs and they're like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to collect my childhood. So uh, collect shit while you uh, can, I guess. Yeah, because uh, that shit will go up in price, even for like PlayStation 4 stuff. There's some PlayStation 4 games that are not like Call of Duty big where they're printing millions that are fucking hard to get because the prices are increasing and people are not wanting to sell their fucking copies. It's just so it's so bizarre like well it's not bizarre it is kind of bizarre i hate it it's just i hate it um yeah because we we used to have the purple gamecube for the longest time but then because um you know me and my little kid brand was like oh we got to get the ne- the new thing we got to get the next thing or whatever so it's like we just got to get rid of stuff so i sold it i didn't sell many of the gamecube games we had but i'd forgot one of the, i'd forgotten one of my favorite gamecube games disc was still in the gamecube when we sold it so i just had the case <laughs> i don't have the i don't have the disc anymore which fucking sucks um i still have all my childhood video game consoles I, it helps that cody was there because if cody wasn't there i probably would have sold just like you but since he was six years older than me he's like no we're not getting rid of this and well, to we, be f- I still have all of them. Every single childhood console is in Cody's room right now. Well, to be fair, m- my parents are like the same kind of like they're like, you know, we paid this much for this, so let's just not get rid of it. And and my my dad kind of specifically also understands a little bit about that, about like how things or um how things like the GameCube or like consoles will more than likely increase in price over time. They oh yeah, they would more than likely be valuable later. Um he he still is holding out for uh vhs tapes to be the same way kind uh, of i don't know if I, that's I, gonna go it, that well kind of but eh. anyway it's not gonna happen for fucking like what is that movie where that dude's in the air vents and he's like terrorists get out of this building oh die hard <laughs> yeah that it's not gonna happen for those big movies well you say that but justin at the comic strip he sells uh vhs tapes now and he actually has sold quite a bit of them. Yeah, I know. Like, there's collectors that want yeah, VHSs. It's yeah. just that they're not exactly money. The, the overall, yeah, the overall market is not large. Yeah, that's true. Um, But yeah, I, I, I want to say we might still have a PlayStation 2. I have no fucking idea. I honestly think we might have sold that as well. Um, Jesus fucking Christ. Think I the more I think about it, the more I sad I get. Um anyway, we're not talking about that. We're gonna talk about Resident Evil 2. <laughs> oh yeah, we're talking about Resident Evil 2. Very, very excited to get into this. You already know. Uh not our full thoughts, but we love this shit. But we might as well hit you with some credits here. You gotta credit the people where to do the publisher, yep. Capcom. Capcom is on the rise. Not on the rise, they've been on the rise for years since like 2017 was Resident Evil 7. Yep. Every single game they've been releasing, or nearly every single game they've been releasing, has been absolutely fantastic. Developer, what? Capcom. Some directors that worked on this game, we got Kazunori Kadoi and Yasuhiro Anpo. And a designer, we got Hidehiro Goda. And the programmer, we got Masatoshi Fukuzawa. 
some artists. We got Gez Fry and Satoshi Takamatsu. I tried looking up both these people. Gez Fry, beautiful art. I highly recommend looking up some of uh, their work. Uh, I tried looking up Satoshi. Could not find anything on this person. I found like a like a businessman, but that's not who it is because I didn't see like an art portfolio or anything, sadly. Hmm. Uh, as a, a writer, we got Brent Friedman, which is the only white guy in the credits here, which I was like, that's strange. But this guy's got some other <laughs> stuff under his belt that's decent that was such an anticlimactic of well that's strange it it is because we got all these like bigger japanese names and suddenly writer just just a white guy but he's good he's good he's done pretty well uh composer we have shusaka uchiyama we got shinlin kang and we got masami ueda okay a big talented Um, bunch here i'll say that I did look up Gez Fry, beautiful art, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, Satoshi Takamatsu, did you try looking up, like, just straight up a portfolio? No. Okay. I'll, uh... I'll look that up later. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> well, here, we're just... busy. Yeah, well, let's just move on. Uh, cause... You at home can look it up, too. Yeah, you can. I'm gonna hit you with some synopsis, a little, little like, intro to the game, if I will. We'll hit you with more later. But right now, we have taking place two months after the events of Resident Evil 1. Rookie cop Leon Daddy's Kitten Kennedy makes his way to (laughs) Raccoon City to start his first day at the Raccoon City Police Department. On his way, he stops at a gas station where he runs into Claire Redfield, who is also on her way to RCPD. Or RPD, for some reason they don't put the fucking C in the name. I don't get it. To that see if she can locate her missing brother. Oh, wait, actually, no, because you know New York, New York City Police or New York, it's NYPD. It, yes, but also, I think it's just New York Police Department because the city is also. I don't know if they. I think the city is just New York. I mean, New York City, but then the state is New York. There has to be like, there's a Manhattan Police, right? No, because Manhattan's in New York City. Uh. Okay, what about Albany? Albany is a city. I don't know. Hold on. Shut the fuck up. We're going to look this up right now. Screw what I was looking up earlier. We're doing, we're do, <laughs> I'm looking it up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, uh, and that gave me no answers. Okay, back to it then. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and correct that for you. RPD. Raccoon sure. Police. Raccoon Police Department sounds fun though, right? Yeah, it does, but it's not accurate at all, which we learn <laughs> later. Uh, r- fucking Raccoon City Police Department to see if she can locate her missing brother, Chris Massive Hog Redfield. Gas station <laughs> is quickly overrun by zombies, forcing Claire and Leon to flee to Raccoon City to find out what the heck is going on. Um, these names, these nicknames that they have for these characters, by the way, we didn't make these up. These are on the legit, like, wiki pages and everything. Oh, yeah. Professional. These are their, um, what's it called when they have scientific names? These are their scientific names. Yeah, yeah. These are their sci- uh, sci- yeah, scientific names. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Um, yeah. 
the directors themselves actually pushed really hard for these names. Um, the writer, actually, Brent Friedman, just, he had no idea what the fuck was going on, so he was like, okay. If, if you want it like that, it's gonna happen. And plus, if you've played Resident Evil 5, you understand. And Resident Evil 6. Uh, from and, and Redfield. Redfield. And Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 8. Well, Resident Evil 7, Chris, is not the same. Well, I mean, okay, sure. I, I don't know exactly, but sure. Uh, Resident Evil 8, though. Yeah, Resident Evil 8, Chris is back on track. Come on, right? Massive I don't know what they were thinking in Resident Evil 7 with that ending, making Chris look like a, a little normal-ass man. I want my Chris buff with a big bulge. And that's what we got <laughs> in Resident Evil 8. Yeah, the Chris Redfield section in Resident Evil 8 is like probably one of the most fun Resident Evil sections ever. Yeah, it's got fucking Ethan Winters. Like every time he pops up in front of him, Ethan Winters is like a blushing and like letting out little yelps. And he's like, oh, Chris, it's very uh, uh, sensual and and every and every time that happens, uh, Chris's team will always be on the mic. So always be like, "Woo, woo, get him, Chris. Yeah, get him, boy. Get him, get him. Yeah, you go. Always saying like, I still got it. I still, I got, still it. got it. Because <laughs> Chris is in his 80s. Not really, but he's <laughs> fucking 50 something, I think. He's an old dude right now. Uh, oh, he looks like a young stallion to me. Yes, yes. And now we're going to get into some game and development info. This is some of my favorite things to do. Uh, whenever we're making the doc for this episode, I lo- for any of the episodes, I love looking at the development information because sometimes I learn some new stuff that's pretty cool. Yeah. Initially released on January 25th, 2019 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Windows. Versions for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S were announced on March 2nd, 2022 and released on June 13th, 2022 alongside upgrades for Resident Evil 7 Biohazard and Resident Evil 3, the newest one, 2020. Uh, These versions include visual enhancements, including ray tracing and high frame rate modes. The PlayStation 5 version supports haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. Owners of the game on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One are able to upgrade for free. And a free upgrade patch for Windows was also released simultaneously. And a fucking Amazon Luna comes in. A version for Amazon Luna was <laughs> announced on May 26, 2022. And was subsequently... Fuck! Fuck! Subsequently released on June 9th, 2022. How the fuck and, did you fuck me up? <laughs> and then finally, for the release... A Nintendo Switch Cloud version was released on November 11th, 2022. Never forget. Okay, okay. Um, I'll say it. We got to play the Amazon Luna one. I just, I've totally forgot the Amazon Luna was a thing. I don't... Is that even a thing still? I feel like that was shut down at some point. Let me but tell you, Cole. Also, is Google Stadia... I know that was shut down. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person, Cole. <laughs> uh... And I let a little note here that says if we ever do an episode on Skyrim, it's going to be six paragraphs of release days. And we have to say them all. Them's the rules for the potential Skyrim episode. That is not confirmed. But we definitely not confirmed because, you know, we've both played it. And and not to say that replaying it, rain playing something can't be in the backlog. But holy fucking shit. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't feel like replaying Skyrim right now. I've played it so many fucking times over the past. If at any point I go to anybody's house and then I walk into the room and they have Skyrim on the TV saying, you ready to play? I will shoot myself on site. <laughs> oh, nothing more fun than watching someone else play Skyrim in the year 2020 fucking three. Well, no, they, you know, you know, you, you're like they're asking you, like, you ready to play? Handing you the controller, oh. and, you know, you swap in and out. But the joke, but you know, I, I don't, I don't want to go back to Skyrim right now. Honestly, yeah, I don't feel like it. I just got out of uh, fucking Starfield. Loved it. I'd like to have more time with other games. Okay, Todd, give me a fucking break. Yeah, I'm, I'm still in a committed relationship with Starfield. Just you know, yeah, long Sarah distance right now and stuff. You know. The original Resident Evil 2 was released for the PlayStation 1 in 1998. Shortly after the release of the 2002 remake of the first Resident Evil on GameCube, Capcom considered a similar remake of Resident Evil 2, but series creator Shinji Mikami did not want to divert development away from Resident Evil 4. And the fun thing is, I mentioned Shinji Mikami earlier this year because he also worked on Hi-Fi Rush. So it's, uh, as, as soon as I read his name, I was like, hey... I, didn't, okay. I totally forgot he was the original creator for Resident Evil. It's a cool dude. All right, hell yeah. The original Resident Evil 2 had a stationary camera with an absolutely, this is my opinion coming in, absolutely horrible tank controls, while the remake is a third-person survival horror shooter. Yay! In August 2015, producer Yoshiaki Hirabayashi announced in a video that the remake had been approved and was an act of development ending the video with the phrase, we do it, <laughs> which I mean, I, I get, I understand what you mean by that, but just, no, I love it. Okay. I get it. I love it. I think, I think now whenever we announce stuff, we have to end off with a thing that says we do it. We do it. No further. And, we'll, and we'll throw in the Nike logo. <laughs> yeah. And then we get sued and we lose everything. I mean, what? They can't take anything more from us. We don't have anything. They're going to take my manga collection and I'll have to beat it's nothing. No, what? No, nothing. what were you going to say? No, say it. I don't want to go get ahead sued. and say it. No further details were released until Sony's E3 2018 press conference, where Capcom released a deb debut trailer and gameplay footage where they removed Remake from the title. I always refer to this as the remake because it is the remake. It is, yeah. And in my brain, I thought it was called Resident Evil 2 Remake still, but I guess they didn't even put it in there in the end. Yeah, I mean, you have to differentiate, you know, so, yeah. Also, Call I remember everyone. when this was announced at E3, it was super exciting because we just got out of uh, Resident Evil 7 the year before. Yep, and uh, that game was fantastic. So everyone was super excited to see what they could do with this. Yeah. Also, it was just a really good trailer. Where uh, I think it was the POV of a mouse. Oh wow! It was a POV of mouse, and it was the cop getting attacked by the zombie in the gas station. It was a uh, pretty pretty fun. Now Hideki Kamiya, a recently unemployed and director of the original Resident Evil Two, said that he had pushed Capcom to create a remake for years. I put the recently unemployed thing in there because he just recently quit at Platinum Games. Yeah. And uh, there was a video he posted where he's driving, I think, a Lamborghini. And he says, well, off to the unemployment, unemployment. office. Yep. office. <laughs> yeah. Baller, baller move. Baller very, stuff. Very funny. 
to meet modern expectations, the team altered some character designs to better match the more photorealistic setting. For example, Leon no longer wears large shoulder pads, which were added to distinguish his original low-polygon model. Ada's red dress was dropped in favor of a trench coat with sunglasses for similar reason. Which they did bring back, but it's on fucking PlayStation 4 and 5, so it looks not polygony. Yeah. Even though they wanted to make a modern, accessible game, they focused on horror over action, trying to preserve a claustrophobic feel, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah, same. The game uses the Resident Evil engine, which is the same engine used for Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, which this engine has been used in every single Resident Evil game since, and non-Resident Evil games. I think it was used in Monster Hunter as well. It's a great engine. I fucking love this thing. Yeah, it's about a, it's a V8, you know, bunch of pistons, t- goods, really good gas mileage, incredible engine, very pretty. Can I? Pro- is that is that a good joke for everybody? You yeah, can laugh. Thanks. It's okay. Producer Suyoshi Kanda acknowledged difficulty of making zombies seem scary and threatening, feeling that they had become ubiquitous, ubiquitous in all kinds of media since the release of the original Resident Evil in 1996. Which I do understand that completely. Because there's a lot of people that really feel the drain of zombies. Now, I, I don't, I've never felt that. I always love zombies. But I understand the people thinking like, okay, more zombies. Yeah, Colt's a real big walking deadhead, so. I want to be, but it's not that good. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Millions of fans would beg to differ. I enjoyed the first two. By removing millions, millions of fans would beg to differ. Uh, <laughs> by removing the fixed camera angles, the team had to find different ways to conceal enemies using elements such as room layout, lighting, and smoke. Yeah, they fucking did find these little bitches. The new camera system also affected the sound design as it no longer made sense for sound to come from a fixed source. Yeah. The faces of several character models are based on scans of real people. For example, Leon Kennedy is based on the model Edward Bataluda. Claire Redfield is based on the model Jordan McEwen, and Marvin Branagh is based on the pro- music producer Patrick LeVar. And now I'm getting to some information that wasn't on the wiki, but I did remember reading about, sadly. On a sad note, Edward Bataluda has distanced himself from the Resident Evil fandom after receiving harassment from people objectifying him and making fun of his Romanian accent, making memes of the way he speaks. After four years of harassment, he spoke up in the comments on fan pages, telling them to delete the fan pages, and he didn't want to have fan pages. And it's also important to note that these pages were dedicated to him and not the character Leon Kennedy. Uh, they were just being weird, like posting pictures of him saying, like, I want to... They were being very bad. They were being very bad people. And uh, he has since privated his Instagram account and has little to no social media. It's just very, very sad. Because uh, he initially had a bunch of Resident Evil uh, information and screenshots and promotional stuff on his accounts, but he removed them at some point due to the harassment. Dang. That's not the last time, uh, if we get to Resident Evil 4 sometime, uh, that will happen. We got Lily Gao, that was the new voice for Ada Wong in Resident Evil 4, got uh, not it's not the same kind of harassment, but it's more racist. It's sad. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, 
sadly, it's moving on. Uh, the English language voices were recast. Nick Apostolides voices Leon, Stephanie Ponticello, Claire, and Jolene Anderson voicing Ada, replacing Matthew Mercer, Allison Court, and Courtney, Courtney Taylor, respectively. No, say it. Court, Courtney. You Courtney. Can say Courtney. I always think that says Courtney. Same. That's what I think, too. Everything. Every time. <laughs> Uh, respectively, due to Capcom's decision to use non-union voice actors, uh, non-union voice cast also provided the performance capture. When I read that, I was like, "What? What is that? What? What? What's going on there? That's strange." And uh, I looked into it, and there's really not much information on it. Hmm. Uh, it just says like one. I think it's Allison Court said like a tweet explaining this and then Matthew Mercer uh like said yeah I just haven't received a call back. Hmm. That's that was so strange. That's very sus. Um hmm. yeah. A demo for the game known as the one shot demo was released on January eleventh, twenty nineteen. The demo ended after thirty minutes and does not allow repeat playthroughs. However, the same demo was re-released as the RPD demo and does not allow, or does allow, repeat playthroughs. Very unique demo. It reminds me of the PlayStation Plus program on PS3 where you used to download like the whole game, but you could only play it for like an hour or so. Hmm. But never again unless you bought it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just a strange demo idea, but I, I like it. Because you get the whole game for 30 minutes. Uh, but that's it. No more. Yep, so don't try to come back. Nope. At launch, there were five DLC costumes for Leon, Cla- Leon and Claire at $2.99 apiece. There were also three variants of the Samurai Edge handgun based on the models used by Chris, Jill, and Wesker in the res- first Resident Evil game at $1.99 each. For the final launch DLC, they added the original game soundtrack swap for $2.99. Yay, DLCs. On February 15th, 2019, Capcom released their original models for Leon and Claire from the 1998 release as free DLC. A third bonus mode, the Ghost Survivors, was also added to the game, featuring four bonus missions, No Time to Mourn, Runaway, and No Way Out. The fourth one was like Mercenary Mode or something like that, I think. but the mode centers around side characters who die in the main story and depicts alternate non-canon scenarios where they survive. I didn't realize that's what those were, uh, so I've never played those. I want to check them out at some point because they seem neat. No Time to Mourn features the gun shop owner Robert Kendo, who commits suicide after putting down his infected daughter. Runaway, Catherine Warren, the mayor's daughter who is normally murdered by Chief Irons, and Forgotten Soldier, Ghost, a special ops agent who survives G's assault. Required a player to reach a destination as they make their way through waves of special enemies, while No Way Out, sh- uh, Sheriff Daniel Cortini, who is normally killed by the zombie of the game, zombie at the beginning of the game, which is unlocked after completing the other three missions, requires the game to defeat... Requires the player to defeat a wave of hundred zombies inside the gas station from the beginning of the game. That's the other mode that I was thinking of. The fourth one. Mm, yeah, uh, we didn't play any of these. Just a heads no. up. <laughs> I, I wanted to. I want to try them out now because they seem super interesting. The, especially the Kendo one. I, I want to see that. 
I know it's not canon, but it's it's really really neat. Yeah. So uh, I know we didn't say at the top of the show, but should mention spoilers. By the way. Yeah. Um, I don't know why you're here. You don't watch spoilers. Spoilers for the story. We'll we'll get into that later, but uh, just quick mention of that. Um. So next up, we have reception here about how the game was received after its release. So following its E3 2018 showing, Resident Evil 2 won the Best of Show Award at the 2018 Game Critic Awards. The one-shot demo received over 4.7 million downloads worldwide. So there's that. Um, that shows you how popular that was, at least, that that type of model. Um, Resident Evil 2 received universal acclaim for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions and generally favorable reviews for the Windows version from critics, according to review aggregator Metacritic, sitting at a current uh, 91 out of 100 for P- uh, PS4, 93 out of 100 for Xbox One, and 89 out of 100 for PC. Um, ben Reeves of Game Informer wrote that Resident Evil 2 not only look, looks great, it plays well, and it forces you into a series of dark encounters that are a total rush. The daily Completely telegraphs... agree with that, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely There's agree. the encounters in this game. There's one in particular that'll make you shit your pants for the entire <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it made everybody shit their pants, even the ones who weren't playing directly. Oh, um, yeah. Because I, I was playing and I was like, all right, I'm going to hand the controller off. Because Colt fucking knew. He knew. And of course, who does he give it to? Me. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I have to deal with the stressful shit. All right. <laughs> the Daily Telegraph's Tom Higgins, uh, Hoggins, Hoggins. Hoggins described the game as a thrilling return to the legacy of the 1998 original. I agree. Uh, most of the reviews bring up the same point being that the game does a great job at respecting and refreshing the classic survival horror formula. Resident Evil 2 was nominated for Game of the Year at the Game Awards 2019, where it was defeated by Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Which so is that. completely understandable. It's from Soft. It's hard to beat them. They are masters of their work. Yeah, um, I, I do have my complaints about Sekiro, but, you know, Sekiro's a good game, so I understand. Yeah. Um. So now we're going to go into sales, how uh, the game did. Uh, during the first week of sales, the game shipped 3 million copies. By the end of the first month, it had sold over 4 million copies on console and 1 million on Windows. Wow, so that means that everybody who down who more than who downloaded the uh demo more than likely bought a copy. That's yeah. crazy. Hmm. This game was fucking huge when it came out. And the funny thing is, I didn't even buy it in the first month cuz I was fucking doing other things. But yeah. I eventually got it like a month and a half later. So I'm curious yeah. about what the final number could be. Yeah, uh, it became <laughs> it became Capcom's get biggest launch on Steam after Monster Hunter World in 2018. Resident Evil 2 debuted at number two on the Japanese charts with 252,848 retail sales after Kingdom Hearts 3. As of March, the game was still among the t- top 20 best-selling video games in Japan with more than 352,000 sold units. Resident Evil 2 also topped the UK charts, becoming Capcom the biggest UK launch since Resident Evil 7 Biohazard in physical retail sales and was the UK's biggest or best-selling game in January 2019, despite being available for only two days. Sorry, I burped. (laughs) I I put this little note in here because, like, you closed it a little early, bud. You could have just kept it open, but... Yeah, books were closed on January 27th before the release of Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. Yeah. And if Kingdom Hearts 3 had come out, it would have probably shot up to one because Disney and also it's Kingdom Hearts. That shit is beloved by a lot of people. 
Yeah. Um, by December 2019, the game had sold over 5.8 million units, overtaking the sales of the original Resident Evil 2. It sold over 10 million units by July 2022 and 12.6 million units by June 2023. Wow. Okay. Yeah, this, this game has sold a fuck ton. Resident Evil 2 is back. Not Resident Evil 2, but Resident Evil in general is back, baby. I mean, ever since Resident Evil 8, like, I, I agree. Like holy shit or sorry resident evil village <laughs> like i can't get enough of these games i'm super excited to see what they do next since resident evil 4 just came out this year in separate ways just dropped as well yeah maybe yeah. five maybe nine either way i'm gonna be eating good yeah no i i can never get enough resident evil because with the with the new stuff you know starting with the resident evil 7 and 8 like if they could if they continue with that storyline, you know, I'm eating good. If they continue with remaking five and six, I'm still eating good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, I honestly want them to just like just continue remaking up to seven. And then you can just focus on like new games. But then it would be incredibly fucking stupid, but also insanely funny if they remade seven. <laughs> I mean, by the time we get to. Like finishing the remake for six, it'd probably be like nearly ten years since seven came out. So, but it, but it doesn't need a remake because it I, doesn't. Because I imagine, you know, this, they're using the same engine, and also too, the story takes the remake story are I believe with seven and eight, like they're supposed to be now in their own canonical timeline now. I don't know. I don't know. I, I that that's my thing is like the you know uh, anyway. That, but yeah, I, that's the reception and sales. Now we're getting to the real meat, the, the story. story. Yes. Yeah, so we're gonna take you. We're gonna take you guys. Obviously, how the story goes down. You know, we won't hit every single beat, but we're gonna take you through that, and then afterwards we'll tell you what we think, of course. And uh, yeah, let's get it. Let's, because I, I say this too because there's. Like we mentioned before, there's two separate stories. There's Leon and then there's Claire. But then there's also separate endings for each playthrough. And there's like multiple endings, which we'll also cover as well. It's it's a little confusing, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Story. It's not that important for the story, but I feel like it's important to talk about considering how much (laughs) I've seen it. I've started Resident (laughs) Evil 2 so many times. At the very beginning of the game, a truck driver is driving in the storm (laughs) while eating the grossest fucking burger I've ever seen. It's like Spongebob making that bad burger for the food critic levels of gross looking. Like, the trucker takes a bite and says something about his wife. He's (laughs) he's like, my wife can't live with him, can't live without him. No, you know, with how many times we've seen it, though, you think we'd remember? I think it was like it was something along the lines of um, <laughs> you should meet my wife. That's what it was. Something like that. <laughs> Immediately followed by him plowing through a woman that sticks to the truck's grills like a bug. And it turns out it was a zombie and he gets bit. Blah, blah. Title card. Yep. Cool ass title intro, by the way. Oh, um, yeah. Super cool. They they didn't really pop off with these until Resident Evil 7, which I Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 8 are tied for having two of the best title and in- intro songs, in my opinion. Joe Taylor Rant Rody is the better one, in my opinion. 
go to go tell aunt roadie is really good so i i can't i can't disagree with you there because i fucking love it you know i'll say it go tell aunt roadie it, it's still it's number one it's still number one yeah it's the Amen. best I, I made that conclusion right now <laughs> um yeah uh that fucking I mean, burger though that burger is mm, disgusting mm. i made the joke that um that the, if it was supposed to be based off of any real life burger i said hardy's yeah, I mean, I'd never eaten hearty, or I have like a very long, long, long time ago, but I haven't eaten it recent enough to know what they look like, but I can but the, picture them looking like that. Well, the thing is, is that burger meat is thick, and I recently saw a Hardy's burger. I forgot that Hardy's burgers are actually pretty fucking flat. Ah. So I don't know what burger that could be besides like when I think of thick burgers, I think of cookout, I think of five guys, and I think of, um, Oh God! There's a third. Uh, I I think of like uh, steakhouse burgers. Yeah, maybe he just grilled it in his truck. He's one of those freaks. <laughs> That's not a freak thing to do. That's a normal thing to do, actually. And to I've grill it in of, your truck? Yeah, you can have your own little like camp stove and uh, make your own food, so you don't have to be paying for food every night on the road. It's pretty common. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I know, I know. Some trucks have microwaves, so yeah, that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Now, Sounds like a fire hazard, but okay. It is, but it's fine. <laughs> they got it's little fine. homes in there. I don't know if you've seen the inside of some of these yes. trucks. Dude, we it's talked nice. To, it's so nice. We talked about this before. It's so nice. Like the thing is, is probably like, you know, obviously, like you don't want to be living out of your truck or anything. No, no. But like with what they do to make it like homey and just so like you know, we mentioned claustrophobia before, but like if it's like really homey and nice and compact and just I don't know, I, I just get a good feeling. I it just feels nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, as long as I got curtains up so curtains, nobody can look yes. in and watch me sleeping or something, I'm happy. Absolutely. Yep, I agree. Also, I bumped my mic. I'm sorry about that. Oh my god, fucking lock him up. All right. Now to get into the real meat story, the meat story of all. On the night of September 28th, 1998, two months after the events of Resident Evil, rookie police officer Kennedy makes his way towards <laughs> Raccoon City to start his first shift at the police department. At a gas station on city outskirts, he meets Claire Redfield is looking for a missing brother. Told you this already. The gas station overrun by zombies, as well as the rest of Raccoon City, after a strain of the T-virus was carried into the city water supply. You're, you're not aware of this at the uh, beginning of the game. Like if you're the player, you've never played Resident Evil Two before. You you don't know this. Uh, yeah, if you if you watched um, the Resident Evil movies, you would know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if you consumed media that talked about it and told you that happened, then you know. That's just a obvious thing. I'm stating. The two reach the Raccoon City Police Department. But the two reach the Raccoon City Police Department, but are separated when a truck driver what? the burger burger crashes the vehicle, absolutely wrecking whoever you choose to play. Yeah, that's right. For your little comment earlier, I'm going to fuck up your moment. The two reach the Raccoon City Police Department, <laughs> but are separated when a truck driver, this is the burger pervert, crashes his vehicle, absolutely wrecking whoever you choose to play. Because de depending on who you pick, uh one of you gets slammed against the car by the explosion is pretty sick uh yeah i want to say i want to say leon's is way worse than claire's whenever I feel like claire's got... was worse uh, maybe i can't remember now i feel like i feel like leon's was so much more violent 
<laughs> Whenever he got fucking slammed against the car. I blame the burger pervert. I do. I blame the burger pervert as well. The pair discover the station is overrun by zombies, and Leon encounters a bitten Lieutenant Marvin Branagh, who holds information about a secret passage out of the station. Branagh later succumbs to his bite and turns, but that's a little bit later. The player character eventually finds the underground passage by running around the station collecting medallions that fit in this very specific pedestal in the middle of the police station. And to get the medallions, you had to read this little book that Branagh gives you, Marvin gives you, and you have to put these certain little pattern puzzles in these statues to get these little medallions. Who yep. the fuck designed this police department? We find out later. <laughs> but it's such a convoluted way. Just put a fucking book on a <laughs> shelf and let me pull on it in that passage open. It's it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fucking something. Also, another thing that's important to note, the first little section of this game is basically the same thing uh for both uh characters yeah up to oh, a certain yeah. point up to a certain point yep shortly after entering the passage you get attacked by mutated umbrella corporation leading scientist william birkin where you have to fight his stank ass that yeah. is another thing that happens in the game because at the uh, top of the screen it shows objective it says fight stank ass and that's what you had to do yeah, you don't know it's William Birkin, though. No, um, no, no, no. I'm trying to think. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to think of, like, because I know for portions of, with William Birkin and Mr. X, like, there's a little bit of a deviation, but it, that might not be till later, I believe. Yeah. Okay. All right. And it's inside the parking garage. Leon is attacked by zombie dogs, but is saved by Ada Wong, the most beautiful woman in the game. Or the it's most not a beautiful. Bit. She's not a bit. Beautiful She's lady. gorgeous. Oh my god! I. Uh, you I, should I, play Resident Evil Four. She's. I have fallen <laughs> hard for a. Fi well, actually, I've fallen hard for a lot of fictional characters. <laughs> so. Yeah, you should play Resident Evil uh, Four remake because good fucking god they put jiggle physics on every part of her body why do they do that <laughs> i'm not necessarily complaining but like it's just so fucking funny <laughs> yeah why did they do that <laughs> okay ada claims to be an fbi agent sent to retrieve the g virus the gangster virus the virus responsible for mutating birkin which he developed with his wife and co-worker annette she helps to retrieve a sample of the G-Virus to incriminate Umbrella. Wait, earlier we said the T-Virus infected the city. Was it the T-Virus or was it the G-Virus? The T-Virus is from Resident Evil 1. Because uh, the T-Virus originates from the mansion. The, like, I think it's like a... I can't remember exactly. Because I haven't played Resident Evil 1. I've only fucking watched videos for it. But isn't in this remake, there's a reference to the T-Virus because we find it. I think they're, so. They're, they're still working on it. They talk about how they're working on it because I think it's the G virus that infects the city, not the T virus. Because the mansion is like right on the outskirts of Raccoon City. So they are connected in a way. So they both places are related. I, I It's been so long since I've seen anything story wise for Resident Evil 1. So I can't really remember that well. Hmm. But that's why there's zombies in the area because the 
in the water supply. That's right. It's somehow injected at the mansion into the water supply. Uh, mm-hmm. where was mm-hmm. I? What you have? Do you have the correct information, then, bitch? Uh, no, this is your this is your project. So I don't know why. Uh, then why are you asking questions? Asking like a little bitch. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was bad to ask questions. My bad. Oh my gosh. Lock them up, government. No questions. Claire finds paperwork confirming her brother had left Raccoon City weeks prior to investigate <laughs> Umbrella elsewhere. And eventually she runs into Sherry, a young girl and the daughter of William and Annette. Okay, you say that he goes to investigate Umbrella elsewhere, but in the game it literally says, oh, Chris is on vacation. <laughs> yeah, it does say that. But in reality, he's going to uh, Resident Evil Code Ver- uh, not Africa, not Africa. Uh, no, no, he's in Europe. Europe. He's yeah. in Europe. Yeah, yeah. Because he, and, he he had like left for like he had been gone for like four weeks, basically a month already. <laughs> Which is like, how the fuck wouldn't you know that? But then also, too, we thought it's the nineties, so I mean, you, maybe like communication is not as great. Uh, yeah, Europe. You know, they didn't have cell phones or telephones. Well, he could have—he could have literally sent her a letter before leaving. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's too busy because he just got out of a mansion full of fucking zombies. Oh, true that. And he's a big dick, so yeah, he does. That he keeps tripping over it. Leon discovers reporter Ben Bertolucci in the holding cell, imprisoned by corrupt police chief and serial killer Brian Irons for investigating Umbrella. As Ben tries to convince Leon to release him, he's killed by the tyrant, Mr. X, which is a monster created by the T-Virus. Leon attempts to leave the station, but is attacked by the tyrant and saved again by Ada. Mr. X is what we were talking about earlier as the pants-shitting guy. Because this dude makes you shit your pants. Yeah, because there's like whole sections where... um. There'll be sections where Mr. X just won't be there, but then once he's introduced, um, even if you outrun him, even if you get so fucking far away from him, because of story release reasons and cutscenes, he'll always be teleported to where you're where you're at or near yep. you. So um yeah, you'll you'll be having to do important shit, and Mr. X will be right there ready to grab you and beat the ever loving fucking shit out of you. Yeah, <laughs> like, he punches with all the power he can. <laughs> he goes all in on those fucking punches and he stomps <laughs> everywhere. So you know exactly where he is when you he's hear him, you hear him through the fucking walls. It is so anxiety inducing. I yeah. that that was this is one of the things I hated. It's a good it's a good mechanic because it does its job, but it's one of the things I hated about this and I hate about Resident Evil 3 because <laughs> it's stressed yeah. me out. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like Resident Evil 2 is uh more scary than 3. Resident Evil 2 is more scary. It, it this scared me more than Resident Evil 3, honestly. Yeah. Leon um, and Ada meet Annette in the sewers where she belongs before she forces them to pursue her in the underground umbrella lab. Nest, unwilling to give up the G-Virus sample. You'll never be gangster. The two kiss as they descend in the nest. Well, you skipped like you skipped like two sections here. Uh, after, oh shit, that's my bad. After Leon, after Leon is saved by Ada, they discover gun salesman Robert Kendo and his infected daughter Emma inside his gun shop. Uh, that was stuff we talked about earlier because he does end up killing himself after he has to kill his daughter. 
Uh, Leon pledges to help Ada retrieve the G-Virus sample to, pro to prove Umbrella's corruption after Robert is forced to kill his daughter before committing suicide. Wah, 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 Because in the middle of the conversation, Leon's like, I will do anything for you, mommy. And you hear gunshots. And Leon's like, ugh. Anything for you, mommy. And now I'll just reread this. Leon and Ada meet Annette in the sewers, for she forces in the pursuit of underground umbrella lab nest, and willing to give the gangster virus sample. And the two kisses as they descend the nest, because they've known each other for a night. And I wrote, Ada plays this punk like a fiddle. Leon's such a loser, man. He's getting played. <laughs> He's getting little, uh, what was it called? Whenever. Cucked. He not well, not necessarily cooked, but he's being uh he's just being played. Yeah, by yeah. she's a very manipulative person. But I understand she's being be, she's being I, played. She's being he's being manipulated. Maybe? Yeah, I'm. I, I would do the same thing if Ada told me to do anything. I would. I would do it. You know, yeah. if if Ada asked me to kill myself, I'd do it too. <laughs> yes, ma'am. If you say so, I will. Cherry yeah. is kidnapped by Chief Irons. Oh no. Who has been covering up Umbrella's activities? But William arrives and injects Irons with gangster embryo. Or G embryo. Uh, yeah, this is where, too, because um, this is where th there's the difference here is um, Claire doesn't immediately go down into Nest like Leon. She goes straight into um, confronting Irons and trying to um, rescue Sherry. Yes, and... Uh... It's a interesting little uh, moment because you play as Sherry and you're going around this little place trying to escape while Chief Irons is fucking Five Nights at Freddy hunting your ass. Yeah, it's uh, it was kind of nerve wracking too. Uh, is Chief Irons scarier than Mr. X? No, definitely not. But he reminds me a lot of um. Oh gosh, the guy who people have been talking about having a goon sesh with, um, Paul Giamatti. Paul, he looks like Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I can see it. Would you have a goon sesh with Chief Irons? No, absolutely not. Chief would Irons... you have a goon sesh with Paul Giamatti? Absolutely, yes, I would. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, just want to make course. sure it wasn't because of looks. It's not. Anyway, Claire, Claire, Claire reaches the orphanage where Irons is keeping Sherry, but the embryo bursts from Irons' stomach like an alien from Alien. Yeah, and alien from him. Alien. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Claire is knocked unconscious by William as they flee into the sewers, and she is separated from Sherry. William affects Sherry, uh, certain that her body will not reject the gangster virus and will allow it to replicate. He's like, "You will be." A gangster mobster. Wait, did you get this? Where'd you get this from? Because that I don't. Was there really an implication that William wanted to infect her? I think it's like uh, wanting to stay together, or maybe it's the scientific thing of like seeing how it would affect his daughter. I don't know. I got it from hmm. the wiki. Hmm. Maybe you shouldn't get everything from the wiki, Colt. Maybe do your you own fucking... You told me to do it. You told <laughs> you, me to do it. Maybe you should do your own fucking research, because we also play the game. And you also said I read over the doc. Bitch, I'm not reading the whole story. Yo, I, I wow. played the game! I played the game! Why would I have to read about the story? Wow. Sounds like someone's a liar. Finding Okay, okay that's fair. 
I mean, that's that's fair. Finding Jesus. Sherry and descending further underground into nests, Claire finds a gangster virus vaccine, and Anna administers it. And no. Anna administers it to her daughter. <laughs> so Sherry's fine now. Uh, she just had her daughter. She was just locked up in a trash compactor by her mom for a little bit, and her mom was like, "Fuck that shit! I don't need that little girl anymore." Oh no! It wasn't a trash compactor. It was a garbage pile. There's a difference. Oh, that's better. <laughs> it's not even a bit. It's literally the place where they dump their trash. <laughs> Leon finds the G virus sample, but runs into Annette again. Annette outs Ada as a mercenary, selling the sample to the highest bidder before she is mortally wounded by William. Which she, she fucking deserves it. She just shoots like bottles of acid at William, and they just bounce off his ass. What do you mean Ennett deserves it? She's literally trying to stop the virus from getting out. Why is the virus here to begin with? Why is it created? Well, then Who you created it? You probably shouldn't go to uh, you probably, you probably shouldn't go to any lab ever. Yeah. Anyways, Anna, she also wanted to abandon her fucking daughter. Fuck that bitch. Okay, I think we're making some accusations from very high accusations. Um, oh, so you're thinking you're pro Annette? You think she's a good character in this? I think she's kind of uh, like the hero, and that no, the evil I, villains I think, coming in here. I think she's kind of complicated. Also, too, she wants to stop Ada from selling it to people. She literally wants to stop the virus and anybody from getting infected. Like, there's a whole thing of. Do how you she wants want to Resident Evil Five to happen? She literally wants to destroy the facility so that the virus can never leave. Ever. It sounds like you don't want to play Resident Evil 5. I don't know you why I immediately it. jumped to 5. You uh, can continue. <laughs> you can continue. <laughs> uh, Ada demands the sample from Leon at gunpoint after a battle with uh, William, which is... Argue I think it's the hardest boss fight in the game, but it's not really that hard. Uh, we were playing on the weakest difficulty, but uh, if we were playing a higher one, let's just say uh, Wenzel would have died a lot more than he already did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tanner died more than me. Uh, it happens. But uh, Ada demands a sample from Leon at gunpoint, but is knocked off into the abyss below the facility along with the sample. And Leon is unable to save her, uh, meaning Ada is dead and uh, she never comes back. And it dies, and as the nest facility is set to self-destruct, Leon is attacked by the tyrant, which is now mutated and deadlier. Super tyrant! It's just naked, and it's coming at you. And it's buff, that's pretty much it. Ada, seemingly surviving her fall, tosses Leon an RPG, which he uses to finally kill the tyrant. Uh, we're talking Go about Mr. X, by the way, not... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's strange. I don't know how Ada survived that, but you know what? I don't care. She's beautiful, and she's in Resident Evil 4. I made a joke uh, that because you take an elevator after she falls into the abyss, and that as you're taking the elevator, she's still falling, and you just see her outside the elevator, and you're like, whoopsies. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah, no, the the... That Mr. X, that final Mr. X fight with the with the music was absolutely thick. Oh yeah, it was it was incredible. fucking awesome. The music in this game is just fantastic. Just that fight in general, though, with that music was probably my favorite. 
Claire and her playthrough, Claire staves off a further mutated William before the trio reunites on a train outside, out of the facility. William attacks the train once more in a final mutated form, but the train is decoupled and William is destroyed in the lab's destroyed. Yeah, the fight against William as Claire had one of the funniest moments in our playthrough. We were losing our fucking minds because, okay, I died a lot there, though. Yes, I yes. will say that. Like, it was insane <laughs> because it would literally just be, it would literally just be he would, he would climb up the, um, the side of the silo, the, the uh structure you're in and then he would just dive bomb you and at some point it got so absurd to where it felt like he was going in slow-mo and we could see it but i didn't move i just watched this monstrosity just like Woo! It, it was a five nights of freddy's jump scare 100 percent as it just charged at you <laughs> just ex fucking explodes it was so like literally all three of us were just laughing just burst out fucking laughing it was so goddamn funny Oh my god, it was insane though. I actually um, saved that little bit of gameplay. We did. On my PS5. Oh fuck yeah. Um, and and now you may be well, you may be wondering um what happens to Mister X and Claire's playthrough. So there's a certain point where um you you're with Sherry, I believe, and Mister X is about to attack you, uh Claire and Sherry, but then uh William, her father, comes in and just just slices through Mister X and kills him. So you never. Yeah, seen it was home. fucking brutal as shit. It was and awesome. also fucked up because he was like easily defeated. So easy, like it's insane. Um, it, it's just kind of funny too, because like basically, Mister X is solely for Leon, and um, William Birkin is solely like Claire. Basically, yeah, they're, they're tyrants. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty cool though. Yeah, and the next morning, Leon, Claire, and Sherry emerge far outside the confines of Raccoon City and into safety. Leon and Claire vow to continue their fight against the evil Umbrella Corporation. Should mention, too, when that happens, Claire and Leon are thinking, how is the rest of the world? Does it, did it ever spread beyond Raccoon City or whatever? So they see a truck coming, and they're like, hey, you know, like um stop or whatever the truck driver passes by and flips them off so you know society is still going on <laughs> yup very i think it's a very good bit yup and then the story picks up in resident evil 3 which is technically not necessarily i mean it is a sequel but it takes place at the exact same time in raccoon city yep uh but you're playing as jill yep very yep, cool it's just, it's just happening simultaneously yup 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 and that is the end of Resident Evil 2. Yep. So that's it. Podcast over. Goodbye. Yep, yep, yep. But I fucking love this game. This is one of my favorite Resident Evil games. It's not my favorite anymore because I've played some very fucking good ones. I will say Resident Evil 8 turned into my favorite Resident Evil game. And then Resident Evil 4 Remake is currently my favorite Resident Evil game just because it's so fucking good and the quality that went into it. Yeah, but yeah. we're here for Resident Evil 2. This game all around is fantastic. Its story is like it's not necessarily. It is its weakest part. I, I will say that uh, when it comes to Resident Evil games, the story is like for me personally, the weakest part. But that's not saying it's bad. It's just that I feel like the horror, the designs, the gameplay itself is just that good. 
in my opinion, at least. What um, about you? So in terms of story, uh, I think it's fine because it's very much a cut and dry kind of like, um, you get there, you have to figure a way to stop this, and then you want to stop it. There's a lot of interest. You want to do everything she fucking says, basically, and then you want to um, still kind of like, you know, you still get your final, you know, final boss moment. And that's not necessarily a bad thing either. It just it feels like a like a really good blockbuster action movie. And I say really good, too, because like you said, Cole, I mean, the gameplay, the monsters, the designs, the puzzle solving, the backtracking. Um, it's just all it's just all like makes up for it. And that's where I kind of I'm kind of hesitant to say the story is the weakest part because that all kind of like it all kind of feeds into that where like it's not so much that like that like all these like um are bigger than that. It's just one of the small just it's just a small cog and everything that makes this game work. I guess if that's a if that's a good way to say it. Um, well maybe maybe that isn't a good way to say it. I'm not too sure. It's just it's not. Altogether, it's a per- it's a really good package, and um, and I mean, Resident Evil is always like something that uh I always look back to when it comes to monster designs and um and horror because I mean, hell, like it even spawned a movie series that uh while it isn't the best you know and most faithful adaptation to Resident Evil, it's still just I think it captures um just what kind of Resident Evil is and being this kind of the over the top crazy just horror shooter and um in almost a way too it, it could feel like even like one of those uh in a, in a way like an arcade shooter almost but it you know i'm glad it's not because then you know more time and effort can be put into it as it is and um and yeah i just had a great time it's just so fun i mean the characters are like they're um <laughs> for for how seemingly silly they can come off they're at they're like you know they're pretty enjoyable likable characters i would say along with the voice actors um and i mean uh, the the environment i mean the um like because i say backtracking and i know for some people that might be a bad thing but i think for the purposes of the puzzles and everything i think it's more rewarding I, I, like it makes you it makes you have to go back it makes you have to see things that you wouldn't normally see or that like wow they could be you know triggered by you doing that um i think it all works in the favor of like giving more to look forward to and to be more rewarding doing also that. i think it's a great idea like the way they introduced mr x by uh you get the first two and a half hours of exploring the police station where you're mapping it out in your head and like literally mapping it out in the game where you're learning where everything is. So when Mr. X shows up, you kind of know where most of the stuff is. So you don't get your ass fucking beat up in a corner because you forgot uh, yeah. or you don't know where you're going. And and you should always, if you didn't pick it up, you should always have a map um, that always yes. helps as well. Uh, I would say their map layout is a little confusing, not, not too much, but it is a little confusing. Um, it, it gets it is, better, I will say. And uh, it does. Four. I love the mapping, and it does because I hate how they will show stuff on the map that you can only access if you're Claire. I think that's fucking stupid. Yeah, um, that is strange. 
because we were we were backtracking doing stuff and we're like we were like god damn it's like how do we get into this one section and then you know looked it up and it was like well we can't get into it because that's only for claire and she's yep, like, okay. there's certain there's one key that is available to each person that the other person can't get it's yep. uh very strange um resident evil 2 remake also the gore in it is oh brutal. god it's so disgusting and i love it uh they did a very good job um because i mean literally you can you can shoot off people's um arms and legs and like it might take a few bullets or like depending on the angles whatever it changes a little bit it's pretty it's pretty smart and um i will say one of the things i don't love and i still think it's bullshit but i just i've accepted it as a resident evil thing is that it can take anywhere from two bullets to 50 bullets to make a zombie's head explode <laughs> yeah but like that's the point i know i know because they just, don't want you to kill the zombies so that once you come back through this area you'll they still, want you to fight them again yeah i get it i just hate it um and i know we know this because we sat there and we would you know uh we got we cheated a little bit and we got some we got a pistol that has unlimited ammo and so we wanted to test it so we sat there you know we knocked a zombie out and then we shot its head and we counted every single fucking shot oh my it, god <laughs> it took some fucking time it took some time we uh we probably could have finished the game faster if we if uh i didn't do that uh but i wanted to know so it, you anywhere from i think it was like anywhere from two sorry maybe one because i think some of them w died from one shot so i'm gonna say one between one and 50 because I believe some of them were got got into like 48 or 49. So I'll just say 50. Um, so anywhere between one to 50 shots, it takes to officially kill one. I think that's yes. funny. I think it's funny. It's slightly annoying. But overall, I think it's funny. Um, I mean, sound design is great. Uh, it really nerve wracking. Uh, did a good job on the voices for uh, or the sounds for the zombies and for the ishy gishy sounds. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And the poopy area with those giant poop oh no, my flesh God. creatures we were it yes the sewer literally just shit it was just all shit everywhere just poop poop and blood that's all it was um <laughs> they uh I, i'm just curious like <laughs> i'm glad I'm so glad like if this original area was in the original game and then like yes how can we make this more detailed and more just photorealistic so people understand that what you're in right now is a sewer you're in a blood and shit covered sewer it's uh, just that. that's how every major city sewer system is full of like fleshy organs and shit yeah yeah you're right um i mean weapons are fun uh they're the storage organization system is fun it's not too i bad. love the fucking uh like organization in the storage with the uh with your own inventory not the like chest thing because that's just basic chest storage uh, but I, I like I've always enjoyed like kind of Tetrising my inventory around the best version of it is in Resident Evil 4. I'm dick riding Resident Evil 4 because I'm playing several ways right now. But yeah, <laughs> it's just super fun. It's some super short, simple, but I love it. And the gun, I know you brought it up already, but the guns feel fantastic. These are some of my favorite weapons and video games to shoot because they just feel so good. They feel very and, good. And as you play the game, you'll find attachments uh, around the place and you can 
add them to your gun to make oh. them better and more powerful, reload yep. faster, more bullets, stuff like that. It's just super cool, easy, simple customization Satisfying. system. Yes. It's very good. And that reminds me, too, about the puzzle solving. What I love is that every time you get an object, um, it's not like, oh, yeah, you get this object and that's it. No, like it's like, well, maybe you should examine the object a little bit. And then that's when you find hidden secrets in the object to make them more usable for, um, you know, for whatever purpose you have to use them for. I love that. I think that's incredible. Um, yeah, it, I, I the only games I could think of that did it were the Resident Evil games. And I'm so glad that they started doing that because it's such a fun, simple little thing. It's a yes, it is a fun, simple little thing that really gets the player interactive with the uh, basically the game items in inter- environment as well. I think that's incredible. Um, oh, the only also, people I can think of that else did it was Bethesda with the Golden Claws in Skyrim, and there was also something in uh, Starfield that you had to rotate the item for. It's super cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Alright, I forget that you have the examine option in those games. Yeah, um, also, too, there's like slightly cool like environmental destruction as well. Um, like, one of the doors, if you shoot enough times, I mean, there will be actual bullet holes with light pouring through if you turn on the lights. Um, yeah um gosh uh i'm trying to think uh william birkin's design specifically is like one of the most iconic i think with that big giant eye shoulder really yes. cool i always love that you can tell they liked it enough uh when they first made the game in the, in the 90s because they brought it back in resident Evil 3 yep um oh gosh uh what else can i say about it i it was a fun experience playing with uh playing with uh, two other people and like we pass the controller. I think it's a f- little fun kind of group sesh to play with. Um, gosh. Uh, and I mean, the stories too, like both Claire and Leon's, I mean, they're, they're pretty much the same, just different. Uh, I do think it's funny that Marvin is, um, is more like coworker like to you, Leon. Whereas for Claire, he's like, he's very sweet and more sensitive to her. I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Cause to Leon, he's like, you stupid fuck. Just go. You piece of shit. And Get with the fuck Claire, out of here. he's like, please leave. He's like, baby girl. You. He like, he's like, baby girl, you got to get out of here. Grabs her cheek. He's like slowly stroking it. <laughs> but with Leon, he's like, get the fuck out. Get out. He's like, before you go though, can I see you shirtless? Please. <laughs> Please, so many Leon has so many goddamn moles. <laughs> like yeah. they they really went all in on the photorealism here. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, that's really all I have to say about it. It's a solid game. Like like that claustrophobic stuff earlier. Like I mean, they did a really good job. I'm glad they did away with the stationary camera. Um, because they were still able to have it be scary have it be claustrophobic, have it be dark, have it be very intimidating. Um, God, I remember the first time we played it, I think we played it on stream, uh, Colt just being an f- absolute fucking stinker uh, has has me get scared shitless by a body or a corpse dropping, and it still scared me. It still scared me. I think we all, there were several parts where we all got scared, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, just a great, um, just a great horror game. I think perfect for the the season as well. Also, don't forget liquors. Liquors are fucking horrifying. Oh wow, yeah, liquors are horrifying. They are annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
that's pretty much it when it comes to Resident Evil 2. Uh, for me, this game is fan-fucking-tastic. It, I love it so much. Uh, I even re-downloaded Resident Revelations and uh, Revelations 2, because I've never played Revelations 2, but it's been forever since I played Revelations. I'm going back and playing some of these old games. They're just that good. I love yeah. Resident Evil. I love Resident Evil. Um, gosh, I, I wish we could have find in our. I wish we could have gotten it in our research of why they named it Resident Evil for the West. I think it was uh, some reasoning with like Biohazard. I don't know. I don't know exactly. It just, it's just a strange name change, if you ask me. Wait, maybe I can look it up real quick. Hold on. Why? <laughs> this is gonna look. This is gonna. I just put in why name Resident Evil. Why Resident Evil, not Biohazard? Okay. Oh, okay. Here it is. Uh, there was a company-wide contest was held to see who could come up with a new name for the series' uh, U.S. debut. Eventually, Capcom chose the name Resident Evil, a pun on the fact that the first game took place inside a mansion, and the series has gone by two different names ever since. It's literally really? because it's literally because the resident in the mansion was evil. <laughs> Fuck, that was the bit then. Fuck. That's a good joke. <laughs> that is good. I like that. I love that. Wow. And Resident Evil is such an iconic name now, like everyone knows it. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is like I think Biohazard and Resident Evil are very good names for both of them. Or, yes. They're both very good names. I don't know. I they're just so good. So uh wow that's incredible um yeah resident evil 2 is still very much a dark uh stressful fun action horror shooter um and it does i think live it does more than celebrating uh the legacy that was the original resident evil 2 it 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 goes beyond it so yeah i agree i agree fully now comes the fun Fun rating part. We all. I got. I got my score. And, I got my uh, score. It hasn't changed since I first played it <clears throat> back in 2019. It's the exact same score I had for it then, and it's the exact same score I have now. Uh, who want to go first? I'll go first. Um, okay. So, since I finally played through it, both stories. Um, it's been probably a month since we've played it. I've been sitting on this score. And I still believe in the score. I think it's a great game. Uh, I went with a 9 out of 10. Oh. Okay. And that's funny. Because I also went with a 9 out of 10. Wow. Okay. We did. Again, we did not know our scores before this. So this is complete just coincidence. Yep. So. Uh, this is like the best. Or not the <laughs> best. It's one of the best like horror action horror shooter games you can play. Because uh, they there was a time frame in the 2010s where they just said, no, we're going to make it horror games where you can't fight the horror stuff like with Outlast and Outlast 2. I hated that time frame because I hate not being able to fight back because I'm not a pussy. I want to attack. <laughs> yeah. And, and the way they explained that, too, was that the characters in those games for both of them were uh, were pacifists, like which fuck. is fucking stupid. How can you play as two characters who are both just happen to be pacifists? Also, like, you're going to die if you don't do anything like it. I don't know. 
like it's i guess if you can run away run away but that's really tough since uh some of these some of those characters in those games are like um incredibly brutal so like also same thing with not not necessarily the same thing but with five nights at freddy's Freddy's, five nights at fucking freddy's yep i was gonna i was literally gonna say that there was like such a weird period like you said in the 2010s where all the games were like let's just do either sit or you can't fight back um and that's it and you know there's still some games that are like that where they're survival strictly survival no fighting or anything and um they're you know they're probably good or they're probably well done or unique and that's okay but uh i have no interest in playing them like when i find out a game is like horror i'm like interested but if i see it has like no form of fighting back i am like not as interested immediately it it just depends on the game uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know some of them I'm like, OK, I'm actually very interested in them because because, you know, there's a lot of games that aren't have nothing to do with fighting, you know, but um, it's just something about horror games that if you don't have that aspect, it kind of just feels kind of off about it, I guess. Um, yeah, but like I said, there's some games out there. I know they exist. And I just can't think of them right now that are, you know, unique or they're actually fun. Um, so I, you know, more than happy to give those a chance. But, um, but back to Resident Evil, uh, the the average for both of us is a is nine nine out of ten. Uh, nine point zero. Maybe we should ask Tanner, but he he didn't really get to be a part of this episode besides playing it. So I don't really know how his thoughts would line up. Um, you know what? Tanner gave it a nine as well. So we'll just say a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. We love Resident Evil 2 certified banger from Backlog Boys. Is this the highest rated game we have on the Backlog no. Boys? I think uh, Last of Us 2 is. I feel like we all had different scores for that, though. We did. Uh, I can't remember. This might be the highest rated. Because I, I do remember giving like Last of Us Part 2 like a 9.5, maybe. And then I think Tanner gave, gave it like an 8.5 because I like less of us one better. <laughs> he gave it a lower score. And then I gave it either a 9.5 or an even higher score because I loved it so much. Yeah. Either way, this is a, one of our highest rated games. We love it. Yep. Now, what game are we playing for next month? Ah, uh, no, it's going to it's going to be. What? And we're going to have a fun time playing that. Oh, oh, I get it. I get it. Well, we're, we're going to we're taking a break, aren't we? I didn't say that. Oh, we're not. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. We didn't plan this for. We didn't talk about it. OK, give us a fucking break. But yeah, we don't know what we're doing next month. Uh, Wait, no, we... that's fuck. I'm thinking of December, November. Uh, We don't know what we're doing for November yet. But December, we're probably going to take a break. Probably because we're going to be prepping for the stuff that we're going to be doing in January. Yes, so. yes. We'll figure Um, out what we're doing for November. We'll tell you on the mid-month episode that we do in November. Yeah, because a lot of stuff's going to happen. Yeah, we'll let you know. Um, I guess let's get into uh, plugs. Plug it in. All right. um, Give me just a second. Somebody was calling me. Oh, my gosh. Do they not know you're recording? (laughs) No, they they actually don't. so, okay, this comes out on the week of the 25th. 
or this releases on the 25th. So uh, the most recent episode that we released for AYCH was the uh, foreign horror episode. Go listen to that. I'm sure it's really good because we did watch um, some move, some good movies for that as well. Some fun. Yes. Movies. Yes. So go listen to that. Um, you can follow us on, tw- on Twitter at backlog boys pod with a Z. Um, you can listen to us on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, and Overcast. We're on the main feed, by the way. We're not on AYCH Extra anymore. We're on the main AYCH feed. That's where all of our episodes are going to go up from now on. Um, we ran a we ran into a kerfuffle with um, our episodes on the Extra. So, yeah, we're going to be re-uploading the backlog from there uh, over the coming months. So, Currently, they will be back. Currently, you can listen to Uncharted, I believe, on the extra feed, right? No, That's- it 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 was the first one we uploaded on the uh, main feed. No, I'm talking about on the extra feed. No, uh, is it not Uncharted not still up there? It's not Uncharted. It's a like a it's a mid month episode. It's like four point nine nine points something. Oh, okay. Anyway, you can listen to one of those. Uh, Scorn is on the main feed though. So yes. go listen to our Scorn episode. Uh, that was an interesting talk. Um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, you can. Uh, we'll we'll have to be re-uploading all those episodes. But um, gosh, why can't I think of anything else for Backlog Boys? Um, yeah. So th- this basically, I think, concludes spooky season for us as well. Um, yes, yes. Happy Halloween. I hope you enjoy. It. I know this comes out before Halloween, but. But, you know, happy Halloween. Um, you can follow all you can hear AYCH podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at uh, AYCH podcast. Uh, we're uh, they're available on um, I say they we we're the same. Um, we're available again on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, everywhere more than likely. Um, you can follow uh, you can also follow the the Instagram for AYCH as well. The uh, uh the 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 AYCH podcast on Instagram um you can follow uh you can go follow the AYCH extra feed as well um AYCH extra on Twitter as well um because there's there's still the stuff that is there that is that is there that still exists um but yeah we're just going to have to re-upload a lot of stuff on the main feed um you can follow you can follow AYCH on the Twitch all you can hear dot twitch.tv slash all you can hear where we will stream sometimes uh, i don't know the next time when we'll stream but you know just be on the lookout for that uh youtube all you can hear where we upload all of our vod's and everything that we have streamed or done it's all there and um and yeah i think that's that's it for all the plugs uh go listen to all the shows that are available um cajun greatness uh pat's ultraman files um whatever what you know all all that stuff is um is up i still up i believe at least cage of greatness is um let me think uh yeah and then also too aych has done a big uh spooky season as well uh it's not over just yet because we do have an episode coming out on monday um so yeah uh, go check out all those episodes and you can follow me wenzel on twitter at wenzel booking follow my art instagram world of wednesday you can follow me on threads world of wednesday you can follow my blue sky world of wednesday you can follow my bookstagram wenzel banters i also have my own little podcast uh currently at the time of me recording this i don't know if it's changed but i have an episode zero out um 
you can listen to that on Spotify and Apple Podcast for Wenzel's Essentials. Uh, I do plan to do the rest of those episodes that I, I had uh, originally said or planned. It's just when they come out is they will come out when they come out. Um, and then uh, go to my link tree for links for everything, including my Goodreads and my letterbox as well. And uh, thank you for listening. My name is Colt. Follow me on Twitter at ColtD00 and follow me on Blue Sky at ColtD99. Uh, f- oh, f- give give yourself a pat on the back for listening and also go play Resident Evil because that's exactly what I'm going to do after this. I'm going to go play Resident Evil 4 separate ways. Out now. Not, yeah. not, not sponsored. This cap is calm. Amen. <laughs> End it? <laughs>